Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Two-thirds of the Unsportsmanlike crew. You hear us with Chris Canty every single morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Hey, how you doing over there? So far away. This Seven, is fun. This is the, it is amazing. <laughs> Greeny's desk, for those not watching on the TV side or on the app side or haven't seen Get Up, when, when Greeny's on Get Up, he's got an entire cast of characters with him, like four or five people. That yes. When they surround the desk, it is completely filled up. When it's just you and I, we could not be further or farther. What is the word? Further. Away. Like a seven foot. I think there's seven feet between us. No, it's us. farther. Oh, she got it wrong. Far- yes. Farther is distance. Farther away? Yeah, farther is for distance. Oh, yeah, it couldn't be farther away. So further, further is, is like, like further truth? along in a book, or it couldn't be further. For, although further from Wouldn't the truth that be sounds distance? like distance as well. So, but further I think along, it's like, but Cam, further along in a book is theoretically distance from the beginning of the yeah, book. I is guess it so, not? yeah. All I know is it's distance for farther. So, are land we, on that are we one. Sure? Are we sure? I'm positive on that one. What's for further? No, farther is for distance. Someone get Ethan back on here. Oh, God. What, what's further, then? So we haven't figured out further. Further's a band. Are they? I don't know what that is. I've means. never heard further. Farther? Further? Whatever. All I'm saying is I'm looking at this on the television side, or all I'm going to say, it does not properly showcase how far away we are from one another. <laughs> I don't... I, like, I, it's I like you that, echo. Like, you're yelling at me, and it's echoing. I'm not yelling at you. No, no, I'm just saying that's what it sounds like because we're in this vast room. We're in this huge room, and so it's like you have to yell to, for me to hear it, and it's echoing off of this room. Uh, to take everyone behind the curtains, our studio is more intimate than this one. You don't say. <laughs> we're, not, we're not used to the space in here. <sighs> anyway, all right, coaching carousel <laughs> is going crazy here. Further is figurative okay. distance, just so you know. So give us, can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, I think it's the Language book thing. Language of origin. <laughs> I think the book thing fits because that's not actual, I guess like page difference could be farther, but I don't know. Google told me further is figurative distance, farther is literal distance. I'll get you an example by the uh, bottom of the hour. Oh, radio terms, bottom of the hour guy. I, I Here know we pe- go. people are going to stay in their cars for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So let's discuss. Did you just <laughs> snort on the air? <laughs> I did. I oh thought that was God. really Is funny. that a common occurrence for you? No, no I've never it, heard it, her do this. I think I've done it like once in 20 years. Oh, wow. my God. Wait, Cameron Bubba. <laughs> that's what caused you to do it? The further, farther that's, debate. We that's got a probably the most concerning thing. Out of smalls. Oh, my. We need to get that audio just, back if you I guys was, can, I was please. laughing, and then I was trying to breathe in quickly to gather myself because I knew we were going to start talking about sports, and I had to get my game face on, and <laughs> I breathed in really heavily, and it, I snorted. I don't think I can snort on command. Try it. No. Will you? Like, I'd be <laughs> concerned what that sounds like. A snorting on command? Could you guys do it? I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> Sounds like a pig, right? It's just an really oink. I'm like oinking. I would have to hold my nose. <laughs> you just breathed out. That's not a snort. You went the wrong direction. You, it's the other way. You're supposed to go in, not out. Well, I did You're snort further away breathed. from understanding how far away and the further farther away you are from doing this. We have taken this thing off the rails quickly. No, you ha- a snort is... Con- no, again, you went the <laughs> wrong direction. Stop. You're like clearing your throat is what you're doing. You're not going in. The snort is in, right? Wow. You could I've do become that a on, pig is what has happened command. to me. Well, you asked if anyone could do it on command. I, I, okay, who was that? Me. Me is Cam. Cam. It's not that hard. Could you do it, Boa? 
I don't think I don't think I've ever even done it. Oh, ever. She goes, yeah. She's like she's so embarrassed for herself. You could see <laughs> Michelle Smallman in the moment life. saying, "Wait, I am supposed to be a classy woman who's an entertainer and journalist yeah. and I am snorting on command right now." On television. Yes. Go ahead, do it again. No. Try it. No. <laughs> no, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Wait, we didn't hear Bubba. Bubba, yeah, Bubba feels like a ahead. guy who could snort. I, I, I can't even do it. I don't even do it in general. I, I can't do it. Sorry. Here's, yes, you can. Here, here's the audio of it. You can't even really hear it, though. So let's discuss. Uh, yes, you can. I mean, it's, yes, you it's can. very quiet. You can, but it's. You know what it was? It was an elegant snort. Yeah. An elegant snort. I will say that. Snort. An elegant I'm wearing snort. a bow in my hair today. It was yeah. an elegant snort. All right. Well, um, the coaching carousel in the NFL <laughs> does not include Dak Prescott because he's a quarterback. Uh, coaching carousel in the NFL. We got some big news. I'm going to say out of nowhere last night because I did not think that Jim Harbaugh was going to interview different places here that did not include the obvious quarterback. Right. And if you look at the fact that the NFL teams now have to, by letter of the law, release their interview schedule. The Atlanta Falcons releasing that they interviewed Jim Harbaugh really hit me last night because I was surprised. I thought if Jim Harbaugh was going to leave Michigan, which I do think he will, it would only be for a job that had a clear-cut path to success by way of the quarterback, i.e. the Chargers, i.e. having the second overall pick with Washington, or the Raiders felt like the one wild card because of the connections there over the course of time and working there, et cetera. Uh, they don't have the obvious path to a quarterback necessarily if, unless you believe it, Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy Garoppolo. What that moment did for me last night was cement in my head that Jim Harbaugh is taking an NFL job. Not Jim Harbaugh is taking the right NFL job. Jim Harbaugh is taking an NFL job. Snorty, what do you think? Snorty, wow. Snorty Smalls? So that's a terrible nickname. It doesn't flow at all. Okay, I'll come up with I don't one. know why you, as the most noted Bill Belichick guy, maybe on our airwaves, wouldn't think that a job that would be a good fit for Bill Belichick would also be a good fit for Jim Harbaugh. I do, but I think there's a big difference. Bill Belichick is currently unemployed. Jim Harbaugh is the, is the coach of the national champion Michigan Wolverines. Correct, but they're both potentially looking for the best situation in the NFL, even though Jim Harbaugh hasn't made his decision yet. If he's interviewing for these jobs, he's going to take the best one available. He's going to survey the landscape and take the best possible job. And I think the Atlanta Falcons make all the sense in the world for him. There are a lot of pieces in place there. You have great skill position players. You you have a good defense. The quarterback situation certainly is a question mark, but they're picking at eight. And who do you trust more right, right now who could be out on the market to take a young quarterback and develop him than you would Jim Harbaugh. He's an, he is an amazing fit for the Atlanta Falcons. Plus, even though he loves Justin Herbert, he has ties to the Chargers. I think that ownership group in Atlanta probably would be a better fit for him. I think maybe Arthur Blank would stay out of the way and give him the reins and the keys to the kingdom. Not that the Chargers wouldn't, but I don't know if they're going to pay him what he wants. And it's kind of an irrelevant franchise. I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to consider Atlanta. But your reasoning for why Atlanta makes sense is my exact reasoning for being surprised in this. Because you're saying, who would you trust more to develop a young quarterback than Jim Harbaugh? My thought was, Jim Harbaugh is not going to voluntarily enter into a situation that has a young quarterback. 
So your reasoning for why it would be good in Atlanta is literally the same as why I am surprised by this because I just didn't think he was going to entertain that. In years past, when Jim Harbaugh has interviewed for jobs, whether it be Minnesota or, or Denver, there wasn't the obvious. Now, Minnesota has Kirk Cousins, who I think is very good, but not everybody thinks he's a franchise quarterback. There wasn't necessarily the obvious franchise quarterback because he wasn't the hottest candidate out there. He didn't get either of those jobs. Kevin O'Connell's done a great job in Minnesota, was not like some sought-after, highly-known guy. He was a former NFL quarterback and then with the Rams at that point. But we're talking about Jim Harbaugh. Now, now Jim Harbaugh is top of the food chain when it comes to coaches that are out there alongside the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick. So going to a spot that doesn't have a quarterback surprised me. Or if, he, if he's doing that. Now, this all could be looked at as leverage. He could look at this as saying, well, I know that Atlanta is going to swing big here. They are obviously trying for Belichick. This is a franchise in the past that we've heard linked to all different kinds of, of big-name coaches like Joe Gibbs or Bill Parcells. So maybe Harbaugh gets that number up, whether it be from Michigan seeking out that immunity deal that Dan Wetzel of Yahoo has talked about, that he's not going to get in trouble at all, potentially, um, if, if they get in trouble, that he's going to be safe. Or maybe to the Chargers of like, hey, if you really want me, they're offering me 15. you got to get me 16 to come here or match the 15, whatever it may be. Now, Belichick is a whole different story in terms of where he is because he doesn't actually have a job. Gerard Mayo, by the way, is going to be introduced as New England head coach at 12 noon Eastern time today. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, was on SportsCenter last night and discussed some of the criteria for Belichick. You know, I was told that the interest is mutual and it's legitimate. So uh, the Falcons, ever since Belichick was let go by the Patriots, that, you know, they made their interest pretty clear. This is a team that fits the Belichick profile. The belief around the league is that he's looking for talented yet underachieving teams. Atlanta certainly fits that mold. They're their proverbial quarterback away, right? They got most of everything else, and maybe they can get a veteran passer in there and Belichick could move them along. Talented, underachieving teams. Now, that is interesting because of the fact that that would include Dallas if they're open. That would include Philadelphia if they're open. Certainly. That would include the Chargers, obviously, they're open. Yeah, yeah. Does that include Atlanta? Talented, underachieved. They, they felt like they achieved last year. Not under, not over. They just achieved. That's like a seven-win team without a quarterback, if even that. And I think that's what they had last year. Does Atlanta fit what Jeremy just said? No, which is why I think it's more of a fit for Jim Harbaugh than it is for Bill Belichick. I know you're saying that you don't think Jim Harbaugh, while having this great opportunity at Michigan and having built a national champion there, for him to leave that would want to go somewhere where he would have to develop a quarterback. But I'm looking at him taking this jump, and he has runway. He has a lot of young talent there. He has a lot of the pieces in place, and he could handpick the quarterback that he wants to be the main piece of the puzzle, and they could grow together. Whereas Bill Belichick, he has two, maybe three years, right? That's what we're all assuming. He's not going to be doing this forever based on his age. And Atlanta doesn't have the most important piece of the puzzle. So he doesn't have that time and space to grow alongside a young quarterback. He needs to go to a place that's turnkey, that's ready to win now. And that's why I don't really see it in Atlanta, especially after the way Jeremy Fowler just outlined it. And Jeremy's going to join us in about 10 minutes or so here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle S- uh, Smallman, or Snortman. Um, I am Evan that Cohen. Was, that was brutal. I'm trying to come up with the snort. I've actually d- done a Google search of words that rhyme with snort. This is what you're doing? Well, yeah. 
And t- talking about the coaching carousel, but I mean, I, I think it is important to come up with the proper label for the bit of you snorting. Yeah, I do. I do believe that is. You're important. better at snorting than I am. Mine was an accidental, was once in a two a two decade thing that has happened. So you can do it. Twenty years on- from now, we will get the net snort from Smalls. Stay tuned. What a tease. <laughs> for 20 <laughs> years from now. Uh, Greedy is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states and situations. So what's interesting is the term underachieving. I don't look at a team that does not have one of the top 32 best quarterbacks in the league as underachieving, regardless of what their record is. I don't believe Atlanta played last year with one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. I think there are, there are situations across this league that have proven to have two quarterbacks, teams that have proven to have two quarterbacks better than Atlanta's best, whomever you deem that to be. Now, Cam, you believe they underachieved last year because they have Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, etc.? Like, they don't have a quarterback. How does a team without a quarterback underachieve? Explain that. It just feels like Arthur Smith wasn't using those guys to the best of their ability, even without the quarterback. If he had the the right quarterback in place, he po- probably would have been able to or at least design the offense better so that he was maximizing those guys. But there were weeks on end where Bijan Robinson was getting like a couple carries and then he'd have like a couple great games and then he'd go away. They've ne- they haven't thrown to Kyle Pitts as much as they should have since he got there. So I think just as a team, they're underachieving. I know they're missing the quarterback, but I think if you get the right people in place, they do have the talent around them that they could go from like a seven-win team to like an 11-win team fairly quickly. I think that is possible, but I think that goes back to the idea of having a quarterback. So I don't look at it as underachieving. I look at it as there have been teams in the last decade plus in the NFL that we look at and say – with a quarterback, they're going to be really good, right? Denver Broncos had Tim Tebow, who I love. Tim Tebow took them to the playoffs. Peyton Manning looked at the situation and said, if he's taking them to the playoffs, you put me there, mm-hmm. forget it. They go to a Super Bowl, they win a Super Bowl, right? Or they went to two and they won one of them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, right? It, it, it hasn't worked out, and I'm not sure it's going to work out, but you can understand why Rodgers, based on the defense and the young skill position players, would look at it and say, that's right for the taking. They had an entry point into that I don't know where that is right now. That's the confusing part. Is it Russell Wilson on a discounted deal because Denver would be paying him? Is it a trade for Justin Fields? Is it somebody by way of the draft? And we're talking about Atlanta specifically as that team that has all those weapons that would attract even guys like Belichick and Harbaugh to interview at all, which is a major step in the right direction for them. But I don't know the obvious solution there, and maybe it is Kirk Cousins. Maybe they're going to go hard after Kirk Cousins and paying him a lot of money. I don't know, but – I don't look at Atlanta as an underachieving team. We'll ask Jeremy Fowler more about this when he joins us in a little bit here because if, the Belich- if Belichick is looking for talented, underachieving teams, I just don't know that that is one of them, but I could be reading it wrong. Obviously, other people look at it differently. I would imagine that before he went into that interview, he has the solution to that question. He probably knows who he thinks could be the quarterback or be the person that he could slot and in who there. who do you think that could be? Like, who do you think that if you're going to assume Belichick or Harbaugh, looking at that Atlanta situation, eighth pick in the draft, is there somebody that you're like, oh, oh yeah, they're tying? Like, I mean, you could make the argument that Atlanta is targeting, if Harbaugh is there, it's targeting his quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. For Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, you could make that argument. Yeah. But- our, our buddy Shay Norling of ESPN 1000 in Chicago emailed me this morning saying, hey, what about if Harbaugh takes over in that spot? Maybe, possibly. He drafts his own guy. Now, I don't like the concept of drafting your own guy. Yeah, I think I it know. sets up a weird structure of 
favoritism, no right. favor. It's just a Especially weird Especially when situation. you've won a national championship together and you're fresh off of that. Um, yeah, I the one person that I keep coming back to is Justin Fields. We've, we've seen a lot from him down the stretch here. He's got a lot of talent. He's really explosive. Chicago clearly is going to move on from him and draft a quarterback. I, I, don't, I don't know if he would be more enticing for somebody like Jim Harbaugh, though, if he was, in fact, the solution than Justin Herbert. Jim Harbaugh is going to run after an Ohio State guy? <laughs> he feels well, I like, don't know if that's – I'm know, just saying he feels so – I don't know if that's so a factor at the NFL wild, level. I, it shouldn't be, but he feels so wild in his opinions. Like You could actually see him like saying, no, I can't coach that. But guy. Justin Herbert feels more of a, a Jim Harbaugh guy than no a, a Justin Fields, obviously. But uh, I don't know if there's any other obvious answer. So uh, before we talk to Jeremy Fowler in just a little bit, we do have an update on something, breaking news. We have a definition of further versus farther. Oh, great. Yes. I can't wait to hear uh, it. So Cam, go ahead on this because this is obviously very important. Yeah, a couple, uh, couple examples of further used in a sentence. Let's not discuss it any further. That's yes. not distance. That's good. Not to give Bubba PTSD, but one of the examples dictionary.com uses is, does this mean a further delay? Ooh. Uh, and then another so one for, is. It's more, basically. Yeah, essentially. Right. More extended. Right. And then uh, to help forward. So. You can always count on him to further his own interests. That makes sense, too. Mm. And then farther would be you guys are farther apart. From I'm farther away desk. from understanding this now that with the last one. I thought I was closer to, to it. Yeah, I'm farther away now. But it also says the map shows it to be further than I thought, which is distance again. Yeah, that's not, not the ideal use of the term. So really, we're, we're, we're back at square one. We'll further this question as we get farther into the show next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, <laughs> ESPN app, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase, along with Michelle Smolman, Evan Cohen with you. What? This is so classic Bubba, this song coming back. I don't think I know this song. I don't need to know it. It's so classic Bubba. We used to do Bubba's 90s jam of the day on Rosillo and Canal. Oh, yeah. Sponsored. Fire- 
fire playlist that we had up on Spotify. Bubba, you might need to reshare yeah, we that. Yeah, we talked about it with, uh, I think. Yeah, we talked about it with you. But yeah. this is, I don't even need to know who sings this song. I know with the, the nasal tone of it, it's probably from the 90s and it's probably on Bubba's playlist. Third Eye Blind. There we go. Oh, it's Third Eye Blind. I've never heard this. Is this a new Third Eye Blind? No, book? this is from uh, like early 2000s. Bubba, wow. a huge Third Eye Blind. This is like from their guy. third album, yeah. Uh, it's a great one. Nice. By the way, some interesting news coming across now. Uh, Jake Trotter, ESPN Browns reporter, is reporting that Alex, well, not reporting, Alex Van Pelt tells me he's out as Browns offensive coordinator. Hmm. Quote, on to the next one, proud of my time there, end quote. Alex Van Pelt had been with Cleveland since 2020. A reminder, the Browns today also fired their running backs coach, Stump Mitchell, and uh, n- did not renew the contract of their tight ends coach, which is interesting on multiple fronts because that's a team that had five different starting quarterbacks this year, made the playoffs, obviously. Deshaun Watson did not develop the way that they probably thought that he was going to and in addition something else to keep in mind Alex Van Pelt who was he a who's a huge fan of his Aaron Rodgers uh, Mm. from their time together in Green Bay I'm not saying he's going to the Jets I'm just pointing that out all right um he's he's made it known how much he loves Nathaniel Hackett so that's his problem um Joining us now, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. He joins us here on Greeny. Evan Cohen, Michelle Smallman uh, from Unsportsmanlike in for Greeny today. Jeremy, let's start there. Are you surprised that the Browns have had wholesale changes on the offensive side of the ball? I'm a little surprised, but if you look at it through the big picture prism of Deshaun Watson, then I'm not. You know, he was struggling when he was in there. He struggled for a couple years now with the Browns. Uh, but he's obviously been an immense talent in the NFL, and they have to maximize it. He's not going anywhere. He's got $46 million guaranteed each of the next three years. So the Deshaun experience has to improve, and so they got to find a way to do that. Um, so, on, you know, on paper, the Browns' offensive staff did a really good job this year, but I think it's more about the direction moving forward and not a reward for past work, you know, which is – an important, unfortunate part of the business, but that's what it is. So it's on to getting Deshaun at his best. Jeremy, you reported that Bill Belichick is looking to find a team that is talented yet underachieving when he is determining where his next destination is going to be. We know that he interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. Does that team fit the mold of the type of team that Bill Belichick is looking for? It does. Yeah, they are the proverbial one quarterback away. You know, I don't think that's something that Belichick is like, stamping on his resume. It's just more like talking to teams, people around the league, they believe that's, that's what he's targeting. It's kind of going to be his wheelhouse, uh, which applies to most jobs that are open, right? But uh, Dallas, if that opens, uh, then certainly that, they would fit that mold. And I do think Belichick could be in play there if it does open, but there's no firm decision on Mike McCarthy. Uh, but Atlanta offers a lot of what he needs. It's you know a low-key football environment. He doesn't have to deal with um, you know, the glitz of, say, a Dallas or a tough market like Philly, you know, he could just go and do his work every day. And, um, you know, he would have influence over the roster construction, I imagine. that I believe that's what he wants. Um, and, you know, they have a good GM there in Terry Fontenot, but they, I'm sure they could find a way to work together. So as long as they can get, like, a, a good quarterback in there, I assume he'd go the veteran route, try to get somebody in there who can make a difference right away. Uh, then this is a team that can, they can get off the snide in a hurry. Jeremy, you mentioned both these teams, so I'll just bring them up in comparison with each other. Are you surprised as we sit here right now that both Dallas and Philly have made no moves on their coaching staffs? Not necessarily. You know, Jerry Jones, when he moved on from Jason Garrett, you know, his contract had expired, and he let that thing twist in the wind for days before they announced anything. So, you know, that can happen. And 
Mike McCarthy's got a year left on his contract. Jerry Jones doesn't really like to pay people for not working. So it's, I think there are some of those dynamics in play. And the locker room has really spoken up in favor of McCarthy. So I think all that weighs. Uh, you know, Philly, it's just the dynamic is so interesting because the team obviously lost their identity. Something happened in that locker room this year that deflated the team completely. And Sirianni has to answer for that. At the very least, there will be changes in Philadelphia, either with the staff or with players. There's going to be a lot of movement there. It just depends on if they feel like Sirianni can fix this next year. Um, Philly looks more about what, what can you do for me in the future than like a reward for what you've done to past work, you know. But this is a guy that's been in the playoffs three straight years, um, obviously been a couple plays away from winning a Super Bowl just 11 months ago. So that has to weigh for something. And it's just a matter if they feel like the team has completely quit on Sirianni and won't play for him anymore, then they have to make a move. But if they feel like he can somehow fix it, then he'll stay. And I just don't think that decision's been completely made yet. Jeremy, this is a very interesting coaching carousel that we're dealing with. A lot of openings, a lot of big names that are being connected to these jobs. Do you have a sense of which domino might fall first, whether it's a team hiring a coach or whether it's a specific coach that will go somewhere first? So, let's see. I think... Well, Atlanta is interesting because, you know, they've now interviewed Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. They're looking to go that route, and they satisfy the Rooney Rule requirements. Of, you know, you have to interview at least one person, uh, a minority candidate, in person in your building or, or somewhere uh, face-to-face, not on Zoom. Uh, then you can move forward. But these processes are going to take, processes are going to take a lot of time um, because of the way the rules are set up. I wouldn't be surprised if multiple teams wait until after the Super Bowl to hire somebody. It's just going to kind of be something that drags on. But Atlanta seems to be moving somewhat quickly. Uh, the Raiders could be the first job to hire someone because of Antonio Pierce. If he's the guy, they've already satisfied the rule. They could go ahead and hire him now if they want, although I think they're going to do second interviews and go into next week. Uh, that, that's my sense right now, but we'll see. So those are two jobs I'm watching that could be quick dominoes to fall. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, alongside Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Normally here at 6 a to 10 a Eastern, unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, joined by ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler. Jeremy, when I saw the news last night of Harbaugh interviewing with the Falcons, my mindset, maybe incorrectly, changed from Harbaugh wanted the NFL job, whatever he deemed that to be, to Harbaugh wanted an NFL job. Am I supposed to believe, am I taking this as, if he's interviewing with teams that don't have quarterbacks, He's definitively gone from Michigan? <laughs> uh, well, that's complicated. I, I wouldn't go that far yet. You know, the people I've talked to close to Harbaugh say that there's a small chance he returns to Michigan. Not a big chance, but certainly uh, a chance. So that leaves it on the table. So he's kind of juggling two different things. He's trying to get the right contract structure with Michigan that protects him, uh, possibly from NCAA sanctions, it sounds like. Uh, but then he also needs that in place in case he doesn't get an NFL job. But if he does get one, then he might just issue the, the contract from Michigan and, and go on to the NFL. Like, there's a feeling that he's ready for the jump now. And, you know, he's done all the work he can in Michigan, has some unfinished business in the league. And I do think there's enough interest. Now, somebody's supposed to make an offer. Uh, you know, the Chargers are interesting because the, the interest from both sides, I believe, is legitimate. It's just a question of. You know, the Spanos family has always been pretty heavily involved in the football operation. Are they willing to give him the kind of control he wants? And are they willing to pay the price tag that he would need? And I'm not so sure yet if that's the case or not. And they might, you know, maybe because of that, they want to go in a different direction. So 
a lot of that has to play out. It's not as simple as just mutual interest. Um, where Atlanta's a pretty good job, honestly. It's like you know, they have a good roster. Like you can win there. So I think that's partly why it's taken the interview. Jeremy, I wanted to ask you about Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin. Was there ever really a question about Mike Tomlin returning as the head coach of the Steelers? No. No, there wasn't. You know, had he maybe told some people that, that he'd consider stepping away one day, maybe. But I, I did talk to somebody close to Mike yesterday, uh, before, all the, before he addressed his team and the news broke uh, that he was staying next year, who said uh, that they would absolutely be shocked uh, if Mike walked away, that all he wants to do is coach football and coach football in Pittsburgh, and he's probably going to get a contract extension. Like, that he's earned that, and that might happen soon. So, you know, it's, he wins nine to ten games every year without steady quarterback play and a bunch of injuries and makes it happen. And uh, it, I think he's got an invitation to stay in Pittsburgh probably as long as he wants. Talk with Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter. He's got a piece up, ESPN.com, ESPN Plus, about the future of Russell Wilson in the NFL. So we're talking so much about the coaching carousel. Let's do a couple of things here on the QB carousel. Where could Russell Wilson end up, and who's paying the majority of his dollars that he will earn in the NFL next year? Yeah, well, to your second question, Denver. (laughs) (laughs) That's what They are fronting the bill. They are in position to front the bill. Uh, You know, that... 30 was a 39 million guaranteed, I believe, is 37 or 39, but that's locked in for 2024. And if they don't cut him by the fifth day of the league year, 37 more locks in for 2025. So they're, they have to do something, whether it's a trade or a release, or they could keep him, but it just seems very unlikely. Most people aren't buying that. So if they cut him, he can literally go to another team and say, hey, I'll sign for the vet minimum of $1 million and Denver has to pay the rest. Like, he, he is within his right to do that. And he might want to do that, A, because he probably doesn't want to do it Denver any favors, and B, because uh, he can help the new team by sign, signing at a small number. Now, can Denver swing a trade somehow? Possibly, but those teams know that Denver has to pay the money, so they're not going to be overly willing. Unless they just want to get a head start on getting Wilson, Denver's going to throw him some draft picks to make it happen and cover some of the money, you know? So there, some of those mechanics are in play, but the Denver's just in a hard spot. They just, they did a deal that was basically stipulated that Wilson would be there at least three years, most likely longer. And they're cutting bait after two, it looks like. So you got a lot of options, honestly, teams that need quarterbacks. Uh, Atlanta, we just talked about them. That's one. That's a fit, depending on who the coach is. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay, they got a roll with Baker Mayfield. I'm assuming they re-sign him, but he's a free agent. You know, so if they don't, Russell will be a good fit there. Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator, was with Russell for a long time in Seattle. They have a good relationship. So that's an option as well. And you just have some moving parts like that. You know, like Minnesota, if for some reason they can't sign Kirk Cousins, although I think they probably will, then, you know, Wilson could make sense there too. Jeremy, last thing. Is there one off-season storyline that we are about to approach that we have not spent enough time on as NFL fans, media, etc.? We're talking about the coaching carousel, the QB carousel. Is there something else that Jeremy Fowler has in his back pocket that you are saying, keep an eye on this? You know, I think the Tua situation, mm. like if they're going to pay him, they've got to pay him an astronomical amount. Is he what, lead the league in passing or was among the top in a lot of categories? You know, he put together a full season, which they needed to see, and he largely produced. Um, you still have moments like in the playoff game where it's like, okay, is he the guy? You know, and that's just one game, certainly. And they're very happy with him, but it's like, okay, are they prepared to pay him $45 million a year? I don't know that yet. 
So that's a question that uh, is going to sort of percolate all offseason that's probably been underplayed so far because of all the coaching dynamics and storylines and everything else. But, you know, Miami with a, a pretty ugly end of the season. Now, that's not all on Tua. Had a ton of injuries on defense, things like that. But um, still enough of a sample size where you wonder about his future there a little bit, even though I think they'll work something out. But I, I have to still see it. Jeremy, great stuff. We will uh, catch you, obviously, on the TV side here on ESPN Radio and ESPN.com as well. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, senior NFL reporter. Thank you, Jeremy. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you having me. All right, there is Jeremy Fowler joining us here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, with you in for Greeny. Normally you hear us, of course, on Sportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, with uh, the great Chris Canty as well. A lot of juicy nuggets there. Mm-hmm. I, this is going to be a fascinating NFL. It already is a fascinating NFL offseason. The season's not over yet. Yes. I mean, Bill Belichick is a free agent at this point. It seems like Jim Harbaugh is making himself as a free agent. Oh, by the way, there's this Pete Carroll guy who won a title in college in the pros that we don't even mention. Mike Vrabel's hanging around, and there's been no known interviews yet for him, Smalls. Plus, there are countless teams around the league that feel like, hey, if we get a quarterback, what could we be? Atlanta seems like the captain of that list, but... I mean, the Steelers are in the mix there on that as well. Absolutely. It's, it's remarkable how much juice this offseason has and hasn't even started yet for every team. No, and we're still waiting to see if anything could happen in Dallas or Philadelphia. There could be some major ripple effects from the playoffs that we're not forecasting right now. This is going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks. We need to buckle up. Oh, wait a minute. You just gave me something. So you're, what? When we're thinking about the playoffs, are there teams that you're looking at in the postseason that you think, hey, if things go wrong – this guy should be worried about his positioning? Texans and Ravens. Texans are set. No. Ravens are set. Yeah. Packers and Niners. They're, Let's get back to the Niners because uh, I, I know you got the, something the, there. The Niners, I think, are in an interesting situation as as the way they're currently constructed, but we will get into that later. Keep yeah, going. We'll come back to that in a sec. Uh, Bucks and Lions. Lions. Well, the Bucks. I mean, Baker Mayfield, we thought was a bridge guy. It feels like he's played his way into right, being the quarterback. Right, but how much does he get now want? That's another question. And if Russell Wilson's going to come to you for a million dollars, and there's a connection that that he just that Jeremy just talked about it for uh, with their offense coordinator Dave Canales, like okay. that's a ripple effect. For yeah, sure, that's though. a ripple effect. That's a good one um, because but Baker's going to have every right to say, "Hey, I want like top fifteen quarterback money, twenty eight touchdowns, ten interceptions, wins a division, wins a playoff game." That's pretty damn good. Jared Goff will probably have to get an extension, um, which I think they're going to be fine with. He's still in his 20s. Obviously, Kansas City, the only spin you could have is if Andy Reid would want to walk away, which, I mean, walking away from Mahomes is good luck. And I I think Sean McDermott has probably, probably graduated from the could he be on the hot seat to, all right, they they just fell short again. He gets another year. Because if you lose to Kansas City, it's a lot different than losing to Pittsburgh. Of course. Or losing the last game of the season to Miami. But let's come back to to San Francisco because that's the one team that I know jumps out at you as not you're going to have a coach terminated. But if you lose this weekend, what happens to the Niners considering the path that they are facing in the NFC? We will get into that coming up. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Greeny, the podcast. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hear us weekday 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on Sportsmanline. Chris Canty as well with us. Before we get into your big Niners take, which I think is a really sneaky good one. Oh, amazing. Well, let's get into a sneaky cam trivia today oh, man, since Hembo is this. not here. I'm never good at this. Yeah, Michelle's favorite segment. We are talking about the Steelers. Mike Tomlin is back as head coach. Uh, he addressed his team and told them that. Ben Roethlisberger has obviously played the most games under Mike Tomlin. Which Steeler has played the second most games under Mike Tomlin? Okay, who wants to go first? Oh my gosh, I have a graphic. Yeah, well, it's your... Oh, this isn't Whoa. a group project? Oh, wow, that's what? nice. It's not a group? We all individually have to give our answers? You've been on this show a hundred times. We do times. this every single show. You guys, I, my brain is so fried. I, let me think. Let what, me did you just do six hours of radio or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on. I just can't get over that graphic. That all right, I'm cool. going to go first then. Cam Hayward. Okay, that's one. Let's, let's just get on the record that we're doing this now poorly because Cam forgot, so... He forgot the answer, or no, he forgot to do the trivia. We're, we're rushing through trivia here because this is you know not, not how we normally do it here. You know, do it before the break. You know, it's, it's a whole disaster. By the way, somebody's typing over here. Well, I'm trying to. Think um, no, you can't look name. this up. That yeah, what is she? No, right, here, Brandon and, and well, Brandon no. and Michelle are going to work as I one. I wanted to make sure that I had had the the years right. Uh, no, well, that's that cheating. is literally cheating. But okay. why don't you just search most game played <laughs> under most games played under Mike Tomlin? Okay, so excuse me then for cheating. I thought you'd like that. You're a Belichick guy. All right, let's oh, get... Don't don't even think about that. <laughs> don't put that on me. Go ahead. Let's Who's get next? an ander- answer from Brandon. Brandon, slash what's your Michelle. answer? I don't remember his name. He's the center that retired the same year that uh... Ben retired. Pouncy. 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 That's okay, a good answer. With, Kim- good with job, Pouncy. Okay. Um. I can't even remember exactly where it matches up, but uh, I'm going with Alejandro Villanueva. I don't know that he had enough years there. I mean, he was a very yeah, good player. I don't, I don't tackle, know. I can't, I can't think. I feel like it's probably a special teamer that we don't realize. Like, a uh, Does Michelle have a guess after she looked it up? Brandon and I are together on this right. one. Right. All right. So we've got Pouncey, Villanueva, and Cam Hayward. The correct answer is... Cam Hayward. Ooh. Evan gets it right. That was a good one. Why are you pointing at Brandon? I got it right. What are you doing, Smoltz? You're pointing. She doesn't I'm really tired. She is. <laughs> Michelle, I think, left us. The moment she snorted on air, I think literally the breath went out with her and her energy went out with her, even though she's been energetic. I'm not saying it's not. I'm really I don't know what just happened. She gave Brandon the point as if pick. like, oh, great job. You got it. But it was me. I got it. Well, we all it was got me. it together. Hi. We're no. all on the show together Group so trivia. we can all take credit. No. That's actually a terrible question. That was way too easy. That was way well, too easy. Well, you're the only one that got it right, so. Well, yeah, but I feel like it's even though I've made up my own rules that it's elimination style with uh, the answers. Yeah, so I mean, I couldn't guess Cam Hayward once. Would you, you had. have guessed Cam Hayward? I don't. I'm not in the, really in the position to be thinking about things right now. So, I don't so we have two I, members I, of the show I that like don't want to think. Like Bubba the and guess. I, our brains are much. So you and Bubba fading. are done. So it's just Cam and I speaking here at this point. Okay, great. I like the guy. I, I, once you said Cam Hayward, I was that's a good guess. Yeah, but good I was, guess, I was trying to think guess. of someone else. And um, do you know who's who's who the next option is? Cam, do you have any idea of the numbers or no? 
I didn't look it up too. Oh my god, yet. this this show is falling apart. Let's be get, honest. Remove the graphic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously. All right, let's get back to the the pressure this weekend in terms of you know we're talking about the coaching carousel, the QB carousel, and Small's theory on the Niners is interesting because if you look at the Niners right now, they I picked them to win the Super Bowl what two months ago. I said that's it, it's done. They're winning the Super you Bowl, did. right? You've I like definitively that. said okay, it's over, whatever. So they to me are the best team. They also have with absolutely no respect to the Packers, Lions, and Bucks, which is completely not fair. What I'm about to do here, but they have the, one of the easiest draws on the surface that we've seen for a great team in a conference in a long period of time. So play out hypothetically, Smalls. They either don't beat the Packers this weekend or lose to the winner of the Lions and Bucks. Then we are looking at Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, who we all know are really good at what they're doing, and where none of us are saying that they should be terminated in any way, shape, or form. Yes, I want to make that clear. But the narrative, I think, is the angle here. Go for that, because that's interesting. Well, I just wonder if the Green Bay Packers were to beat the San Francisco 49ers this weekend— why we wouldn't expect Kyle Shanahan to get the Mike McCarthy treatment. We talk about Mike McCarthy in Dallas as underachieving with the talent that he has. A lot of regular season success, hasn't won the big one. Can't can't push it through, right? We talk about him being on the hot seat a lot because of that lack of postseason success. Kyle Shanahan is kind of in that same boat. He's had a lot of regular season success. There's the narrative around him that he can't win the Super Bowl or that he can't push push the ball over the you know over the proverbial line the same way Mike McCarthy can and i just wonder if the green bay packers go in there and upset the 49ers if we're going to be talking about him in the same vein that we do Mike McCarthy, or if he deserves that conversation. Well, I think it's a really interesting point because Kyle Shanahan, rightfully so, up until this point, has, has been deemed kind of like the golden child. Like, everybody off of his staff is great. Mike McDaniel, D'Amico Ryans, like, he's had a great evolution of his coaching staff, coaching tree. He's had insane success with the Niners so far. They've built teams where they're physical, they're strong, but they also can finesse you. He's developed quarterbacks in Brock Purdy the way he's developed them. He got Jimmy Garoppolo together, he and Jimmy Garoppolo, to the Super They swung and missed on Trey Lance, but it doesn't matter because of the fact, in my mind at least, that they got Brock Purdy. But it hasn't impacted them from a success standpoint. Correct. The the overall narrative of oh, he was the offensive coordinator at twenty eight three Patriots and Falcons. Oh, he was the guy that had the lead in the Super Bowl in the second half and they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, we're talking about Brady, Belichick, Mahomes, and Reed, so it's not bad losses, but the nature in which they lost, and he wasn't the head coach for the first one. Oh, they lost last year to the Eagles. Now that's because of the fact that they, they got depleted at the quarterback position. But if they lose this weekend to Green Bay, all of the things that we just said that should not be held necessarily against him. You are a thousand percent right. The narrative around this guy will change a little bit. Still a great coach, still should be there next year, would be hired in two seconds if he wasn't going to be. But there will be a little bit of pressure of, cool, Kyle Shanahan won 12 games the regular season and all of his assistants get jobs elsewhere and are good. Great. That's awesome. Can you do anything in, in January and February? Where's the Super Bowl? Yeah, we're going to get – and that, again, that like your whole thing on Lamar, it's a compliment to him. Of course. That if you're that good, we expect a little bit more. And this team has been the best team in the NFC, and the draw could potentially have them facing two nine-win teams, Packers, and if the Bucks are up to upset the Lions. I just wonder if the outrage would be the same towards the no. 49ers that it was to the Dallas Cowboys. Nope, absolutely not. It would not be. We know that because one's America's team and one's not. Carlin versus Joe coming up next. Alone, Michelle Smallman for Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.